Welcome to Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to love, live, and matter. Hi, I'm Marilyn O'Malley, and I guide sensitive and creative leaders, entrepreneurs, and professionals to remove their subconscious beliefs and habits that hold them back so they can break through to their next level of personal and professional success, wealth, happiness, and self-love. And I want you to know that you and your actions matter. And so today I have two awesome guests with me who are the uh, co-founders of The Reply. And first I have uh, Chris Rogers, who is the co-founder of The Reply. And when he's not writing, he's designing websites and running a creative studio for small business businesses called Radio Control Creative. And Carly Ottawa, Ottawa, Ottawa? Ottaway. Ottaway. Uh, Co-founder of The Reply is a freelance writer and editor with interest in conscious entrepreneurship, creative muse, generational differences, and the future of work. Her work has been published in the Canadian Business, Zoomer Magazine, The Globe and Mail, and the Huffington Post Canada. She is also the founder of Web of Words, where she helps small business Owners create real human connections online through blogging and social media marketing. And um, today, I'm going to be speaking with these two very inspiring, motiv motivating um, people. And uh, welcome, Chris and Carly. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having us. Thank you, Marilyn. It's going to be great to talk. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, um, so... The, one of the so I'm just going to let our, our uh, listeners know that they should stay and listen because uh, we're going to be talking about um, today about uh, millennials and their career and business and um, you know the the uh, what do I say sort of the uh, bucking the social norms and creating a life on their own from their own. Um, uh, you know, being being authentically who they are, and you both of you guys have done that and have gone through these experiences, and you are wanting to share uh, with the millennials uh, what uh, they can do and how and share your story so they can see and learn from your story about how you got to where you are now, and um, so I guess. I'm kind of feeling like let's um, talk about how you guys came to create the reply and then uh, and and why it's named that and then um, and then as we go through that you guys can start sharing your story and how you got there does that work sounds great yeah yeah absolutely okay so Carly why don't you go first sure um, so the reply was started because we really wanted to um, at the time we started the reply, there was a lot of negativity in the media about millennials, and we really wanted to break the stereotypes and help millennials share their real stories to kind of combat those stories that were out there. So that's what where the name The Reply came from. We felt like this was our response. This was our chance to let our voices be heard. Um, so yeah, Chris and I had worked together for another publication, and um, we decided to join forces, and this was kind of a dream for both of us, and um, we just figured it out as we went along. 
Nice. And, and, um, and that's actually why I started this podcast because yeah. I felt, even though I'm I'm not a millennial, but I have millennials, and I just I I I just have this incredible. You guys are here to help transform the world. <laughs> I really believe that, and the, and and it's just you're getting a bum rap, and that the that the the that you know it's like no, we we need to start listening and hearing what. Um, these individuals are doing and what they're feeling and how they're seeing the world in a different way and that you have so much to offer. So I love that. Um, so you guys started the reply and you mm -hmm. both had, you had to be, uh, you know, surviving and working and making money. Right. Um, yeah. so yeah. how let's talk about, uh, because we know that's a great struggle for a lot of millennials is, is, you know, finding the job, doing something that they feel committed, inspired to be doing, uh, which I, I'm hearing that the reply was for both of you. But to get to that point, you know, there's a lot of stuff you had to um, go through to get there. Uh, Chris, can you start sharing a little bit about like your, uh, mm -hmm. your, your journey to the reply and where you are today and, and the business that you've built? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, coming out of university, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I majored in politics and then I immediately finished university and I, I said, okay, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to go back to school because I don't really want to go into politics. <laughs> um, and so I ended up going back and doing uh, a year of college and uh, um, in Canada, we, not everything is called college. So I went back and did actual sort of hands-on learning. Uh, I went to university first and then college afterwards. Anyways, the point is, is that um, I found writing and uh, I spent a year there and then I got right into writing, specifically um, technology writing. And so that was my passion and I, I, I really loved it. So I always wanted to be, to be writing, but just like you say, um, we had to, when I found that the, um, maybe the writing in this particular sense, uh, all about technology and maybe perhaps the environment that we were working in wasn't exactly right for me. I wanted to do some things that were a little bit more creative. Uh, I broke out on my own, started doing websites, which I actually learned while writing for magazines. Um, and so, yeah, Carly and I uh, connected afterwards. We both worked at the same magazine and we connected afterwards and uh, said we both were passionate about uh, millennials doing amazing things because um, we were always talking to or I was always talking to and meeting uh, young people in technology who were doing great things so I had lots of stories to share there mm -hmm. and uh, I think we've sort of continued on that path yeah but that was sort of my journey uh, Marilyn yeah to get there yeah. and, and so were you working so but uh, so you were literally working for a magazine and getting paid to write I was but so getting paid to write in quotation marks I mean it's not yes. The most glamorous job ever. So the the idea for me to break out on my own, um, it wasn't that big a leap um, as far as financials. I had to make sure everything was in order um, and that I had a good grounding. Um, but I had, to be quite honest, some really good support from my parents, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not afraid to say it. So, um, oh, yeah. It, yeah. You know, that's it. You know, I, I think that people need to hear that there's a variety of ways that we're all supported and um you know and there's different ways of getting to um where you want to go 
And so whatever way, you know, you accepting (laughs) the, you know, support there and, and them being able to support you, you know, is huge. So, um, uh, yeah. And I'm talking, sorry. I mean, like, um, I think sometimes we're sort of worried about what other people are going to think when we sort of do these things. And I think morally and, you know, just in everything that we've sort of done, that's where the support has been most, most important for me. But I know Carly's had an interesting journey too, to get to this point. Yeah. So Carly, you want to share? Sure. Yeah. And I just wanted to add too that I think Chris's story is a a perfect example of one of the kind of key themes that we write about on the reply. And that's how, you know, millennials have this pressure because we've heard often actually from our parents, baby boomer generation that we should find a career we love. So we never have to work a day in our lives. And (laughs) I, you know, I think as humans, we want to work Um, so it's always, every job is going to feel like a job at some point. Um, but the, the key is to kind of find that fulfillment in, in contributing to a project that challenges you, that inspires you. And, and I think that's kind of what the reply was for us. It was that outlet for us. Um, for me, Chris was already working for himself at, when we launched the reply in in October, 2014. Um, right, Chris? I was, yeah. Yes. And I was actually still working full time for, um, a boss. And to me, the reply was that kind of extra push when we first launched and we had really great response. Our site crashed on our, on our launch. And And, uh, luckily we had our web designer that we could call up (laughs) very quickly. (laughs) But I remember feeling like, you know what, we're really onto something good here. And and I love this and I, and I enjoy it. And my full-time job, I was working for a startup, a social media startup. So I liked the work that I was doing too, but um, I think I always had an entrepreneurial drive and I always knew in some way I would end up working for myself. Um, I, I always wanted to get into writing since a young age, so the appeal of like the freelance journalist or freelance writer was always appealing to me. Um, and I, yeah, I still remember when I was, I don't know, 12 years old, I, I took a, a wagon door to door in my neighborhood selling pears from the pear tree in my backyard. So Uh I always kind of had that, you know, drive to create something out of nothing, so to speak. And, um, I've just been kind of learning as I go. But, um, after we launched the reply in October, I ended up giving my notice to my employer three months later. And it had been a decision I'd been thinking of for a long time and I had been preparing for, I was creating a, a cushion for sure to make that big leap. I was aiming for that kind of six, uh, six month um, savings to cover all, all my expenses for six months, um, but I ended up kind of <laughs> quitting before I was quite at that point. <laughs> um, but I was fortunate too. I had um, my husband was working full time still, so I did have uh, his paycheck to fall back on. So I knew that you know we still had money coming in the door in those initial um, building stages, but. Um, yeah, then I, I made the leap and, and started my own blogging and social media business and um, continued to work on the reply on the side. I think m- many millennials can relate to that side hustle um, yeah. where, you know, you have multiple jobs. You're not just working one job all the time. And that's what the reply was for us. It was a passion project, though. Um, you know, we hadn't quite figured out how to monetize it yet. And uh, yeah, we continued that. And then actually a year into running my own business at Web of Words, I had managed to build it up to a point where we felt like my husband could um, also quit his job to join me, which was even scarier than doing it myself. 
Um, So now it's the two of us doing it together. And yeah, it just keeps getting better. Yeah. Um, So, um, so a couple things come up that that I'm like hearing people say. So mm-hmm. how do you make money writing? Uh, you know, because I know there's a lot of writers. I work with a lot of creatives, and they're you know besides working for, you know the the magazines and stuff like that, and that you're going out and you're 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 doing this. And then um, let's start there, and then I'll uh, I'll ask the next question. But like yeah. Um, so how do you? How, you know, like you had to think and believe, right, that you mm-hmm. could be, make money writing. Yep, absolutely. And it, and it was scary for sure. But I'm a big believer that there, if you are willing to put in the work and, and continue to learn all the time and grow and get better at what you do, there is enough work out there to keep you going. Um, you know, like you say, there are so many millennial writers out there. There are so many other people that do what I do, and I believe – wholeheartedly there's enough work for all of us to build really fulfilling meaningful careers doing the work that we do Um, for me I got into kind of that marketing world because I had a passion for um, small businesses and actually the the technology magazine that Chris and I worked at together that's kind of where that started because we were talking about different technology and how small businesses were using were using this technology to grow their businesses and um, I really became fascinated by the entrepreneurial um, story. So I, that's where I kind of developed my niche in marketing. I really enjoy working with small businesses and helping them share their stories because I love. I have that background in journalism. So I love the interview. I love to um, talk about that. And, and that's kind of where I started building to pay the bills. And that's what Web of Words became, whereas... Um, some of the freelance writing can be difficult. You know, it's a lot of pitching to publications and you really just have to keep motivated and, and keep going. And I think that is a huge <clears throat> part of, of what drives success is just to not give up and, and, and just persevere. So what I'm hearing, and maybe Chris, you can talk to this too, because I think this is sometimes where there's the disconnect, but I'm really hearing that, you know, it's like you have a dream, you 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 have skills, uh, you have passion, um, but it, it, it takes the perseverance, the consistency, the getting out there, the, you know, putting your uh, work in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that in some some ways, you know, I I I know that I've talked to people. It's just like they're they're like they'll they're going for like in one direction, and yep. it's like not happening. And so then they start beating themselves up or something. So I'm hearing like you guys have created uh, created multiple aspects to your life mm-hmm. to to your career. Can you talk about that, Chris? I mean, I think that, okay, so there's a couple things (laughs) there. And one of them is is that I think that um, finding, having multiple aspects of everything is, I think, important because um, there's so many interesting things out there. I know that if I was uh, just doing one particular thing all the time, uh, I'm the kind of person who gets bored really quickly. Um, and so, you know, I like to have lots of different kinds of projects and, and finding something that let me do that. So that's how I found web design, um, because it lets me do 
graphics and web copy and social media and coding, all that fun stuff. And it lets me keep on top of the things that I used to write about. And then again, I've been able to incorporate some of that stuff with the reply. And I think that anybody who's got that entrepreneurial spirit, uh, anyone that I've talked to, they're, they've got so many talents. And I think that it's um, not being afraid, you know, being confident enough in those secondary skills or those skills that you might not necessarily think are the greatest to, to use them and put them to work and keep working at them. Um, because, you know, web design might not have been my first, the first thing I thought of, but it's really, it's sort of come into its own as well as the writing. The other thing is, is that, um, as you're doing all of this and, you know, we were talking about making money in writing or breaking out on your own, there are, um, I don't want to make it sound like, there aren't bad days because there's a lot of questioning, a lot of soul searching, a lot of, is this the right thing to be doing? Uh, and it's a constant, it, it, it sort of is a constant conversation that you're having with yourself, but I think staying positive, uh, and just sort of firm in your belief that you can keep checking in and it's okay. But if that answer is, uh, that, you know, don't give yourself some credit too, even on those bad days. I think that's kind of another important piece, especially for millennials who I think tend to, get pretty down on themselves pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just to add to that too, kind of relating back to that whole idea of finding a career you love, and I think that as millennials, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to yes. find our life purpose, you know, like this one true calling that's going to build this wonderful career that we love that makes us lots of money, but um, like Chris mentioned, that can be spread amongst many different things, and I think the key is just to take that first step and to continue moving forward and you're going to have your setbacks, but you just need to continue to have that perspective on the bigger picture and, and be able to reflect on what's going wrong and not be afraid of failure. And, you know, that's what the reply is to us. It's, it's, it's changed a lot since we started this magazine and we wanted to be innovative with it. We wanted to be creative. So to be honest, it's, it's always changing. Even right now we're kind of, we kind of are on hold a little bit for the summer as we really figure out where we want to go with this. And um, it's, it's a matter of setting those kind of milestones or goals or whatever your process is and, and not being afraid to steer off path a little bit and, and kind of being able to check in with yourself to, and check in with other millennials who you yes. can relate to. Who like that's Chris and I are always talking about, you know, like you said, when there's a bad day and we're just feeling lost and like, am I doing this right? And what am I really doing here? We can kind of help pick each other up and remind one another why we're doing what we're doing. And you know, that it's about a lot more than paying the bills at the end of the day. I think that's important too. Right, right. Um, so I'm hearing, you know, be flexible mm -hmm. like, and, and creative and spontaneous and uh, intuitive and 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 you're you're like creating a, you're creating on the go. Absolutely. Um, Going with the flow, I think, is 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 a lot. It's a big part of it, and and it rarely rarely works out the way you initially intended. I mean, the reply is a great example because it's gone through so many. Uh, it's gone through so many changes in the short time that it's existed. But I think each time, each evolution of the reply has gotten better and more interesting and. So I think that, yeah, you always have to be sort of willing to go with the flow and be flexible. And, and just take advantage of opportunities as they come, you know, not being afraid to say yes to something without necessarily knowing 
what exactly that means. I, I don't I know how many client projects I've had that, you know, clients approached me with a specific thing in mind and I don't really know a lot about it, but I agree to it and then I teach myself and I learn it. There's so many online resources we can take advantage of and, you know, you just continue to build upon those skill sets and, and not doubt yourself and your abilities. You really have to believe in yourself. Right. Um, yes. And I think that you guys are making some fabulous points here because, um, uh, because a lot of times somebody will try something. Uh, I know millennials will try one thing and then mm -hmm. or just have an idea of one place they're going. You know, it's just like this, this, and all this stuff is happening around them, but all they can see is that they're not where they thought they should be or where they wanted to go. Yeah. And yet all this opportunity and possibilities is happening around them and they're giving up. So one of the things that I... Uh, would love I think it's perfect timing here to talk about is there are some people who are are meant to be entrepreneurs and there are other people who aren't who mm -hmm. need to work for those entrepreneurs yes <laughs> um, so let can you and you have been describing um, in in your way to, as you're talking about this what does it take to be an entrepreneur because I think a like you said, you know, a lot of people, a lot of uh, millennials are saying, uh, you know, I don't want to live like my or think like my parents and um, I want to be in charge of my life and um, are going out there and saying, this is what I'm going to do. And, and, but they're not really, they, they don't have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, so do, could you both define for me what it takes to be an entrepreneur? So so um, our audience can go, yeah, on that or no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, I think a big part of it is, like I said, being able to overcome that fear of failure. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of hurdles. Like the inconsistent income stream is a huge one that you have to be able to be flexible and, and work with that. Um, there, you know, it's always going to be changing. So you kind of have to be prepared to expect the unexpected, so to speak, and, and roll with the punches a little bit. Um, I think that, you know, what's interesting, and, and I, I totally believe that entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And that's something that you have to figure out for yourself if it is for you. And what's interesting is that I think a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs still end up working full-time jobs for someone else because, um, they think that's how to build some stability in their lives, but I don't know how many times now I'm hearing of, um, you know, friends who have worked for a certain company for 10 years and then suddenly are getting laid off and, and everything they've built, they have to start over again. And I, I believe that entrepreneurship is actually one way to really build that stability for yourself. And in, in a lot of ways, it's the, it's the only way if, if, you know, depending on what your industry is, because, um, things are going to just continue to change. And for me, I, I'm a bit of a control freak. I like to the idea that I have all the control over my career. And I guess it's kind of funny in a way because you feel like you don't have control as an entrepreneur sometimes, but at the same time, you're building your own path. So there is a lot of control there. You decide at the end of the day what work you're going to be doing, um, what ideas you're going to bring to fruition. And, and you get to choose your hours and where you're investing your time. So I think that's a big trait that a lot of entrepreneurs share for sure. Right. And that can, that can be a 
positive and a negative right there too. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think uh, if you have okay, that. Chris, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, I, I think a lot along the same lines. And the, there's a couple of things here. And that one of them is, is, I think if you have that entrepreneurial spirit, you're going to find yourself in this place that we're at. And um, you're going to say, oh, okay, here I am doing my things on my, these things on my own. Because I mean, I don't remember ever deciding in my mind, uh, deciding on like, this is, you know, I'm setting out to do this. I'm, you know, like I, it, it was a long road to this point And eventually I just sort of found my way into it. So trying lots of different things first isn't necessarily a bad thing. And, and just like Carly said, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of us have, um, side gigs or something else to sort of keep it going. It's not like it, there is uh, entrepreneurship can mean, especially for us in, in our generation, it can be lots of different things. And sometimes it's not just doing one thing. You got to do lots of different little things and to make it all work. So. Great. So I, I'm going to say, uh, add to this a couple things that you guys said prior that I think to, to go to this list would be number one, you need to be a risk taker. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, uh, you have to have a, a positive sense of who you are and your your values, your skills, your you know, you have to believe in yourself in a way. Yeah. You need to be self-motivated, a self-starter, um, not somebody that needs somebody to you can't be somebody that needs to be told what to do. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then so um, and then I also want to reiterate kind of what Chris said, because I get this a lot. Um, so I'll have a, a clients that come to me, millennials that come come and are working with me and, and they're saying, well, okay, I'm a, I, I want to be an, inter, an entrepreneur. I want to travel the world and be able to write from wherever I am or do the work from wherever I am. And, um, you know, so, and um, I expect to be doing that in, you know, three months or so. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, you need a, you need a, I always say you need a bridge here. You need mm -hmm. a job to be paying. You can't expect that you're going to be making uh. consistent money after that. You, you need to go out and um, have something that's to support you. You can't yeah. trust that that's going to support you. So can you guys talk to that? Because a lot yeah. of times I'm just the baby boomer, right? Giving the my wisdom to them. And yeah. they're like, okay, <laughs> other people are doing it. And I'm like, it's a freak thing yes. if, if, if somebody makes it right away. But mm -hmm. a lot of those millennials who are – who are entrepreneurs have been working at it consistently while they're in other jobs. So can you guys Absolutely. speak to that? Yeah, I think you raise such a great point and that, you know, one of our faults as millennials, and I'm definitely guilty of this is that we do expect quick results. We, you know, like to see, um, results right away from the work that we're doing. And I think entrepreneurship is, you know, building your own company is a slow build and you have to treat it that way and you have to recognize the importance of all those small steps that are going to lead up to something big and, and celebrate those small milestones, mm -hmm. you know, celebrate your first thousand dollars that you made in a month and really be excited about that and, and understand that that's something worth celebrating. And for me, it, it took a solid six months, I would say, until I really kind of figured out exactly what my niche was that I wanted to be focusing on for Web of Words um, until I was making a paycheck that, you know, was close enough to what I was wanting to bring in. It took me a full year to make the paycheck that um, 
or sorry, about nine months to make the paycheck that I had been making at my full-time job. And then from once I hit that point, it actually started growing more quickly. Um, but yeah, I think you have to be able to be patient and um, really just embrace a path of continuous learning and understand that there's lots of great things that you're doing. And as long as you continue to build upon your skills, um, really network and build relationships and uh, meet as many people as you can and share that share your interests and that will mm -hmm. teach you something, um, you know, those are all important goals to strive for. And I, I think just quickly, there's, there's a lot of stories on the reply where we've talked to, and one is coming to mind, and that was um, about two, or, uh, two issues ago, we talked to um, some members of a band. And I think that it, it's a great sort of uh, story for this particular topic because they're all working in, in real estate or one was working in public relations and marketing, um, but their passion is music and that's what they, they want to do. But they, you know, it, the, the scene is such right now that they have to do other things. And I mean, I know that's the typical music story, but I think it's, it, there's some similarities there that are, might be a little bit more universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great guys. I this is I, I'm so excited and um, um, what you're sharing because I think this is really valuable. So one of the other things that you uh, we talked about you talking about is the feeling the pressure of social norms uh, mm -hmm. from from the baby boomers, your parents and and. Uh, beyond and um, you know finding yourself and redefining what success is for you can you guys share your perspectives on that yeah yeah absolutely I mean I think um, for me I, I think I'm sort of at the the older end of the millennial scale although this is still the generation I identify with is that I so I'm over 30 just just over 30 <laughs> and um, uh -huh. uh, I still, uh, yeah, I, I still live at home and I, you know, continuously push to do all of these great things. And sometimes there are a lot of challenges uh, with, with trying to make that all work. But like I said, um, I have a really great support system and a lot of people who believe strongly in what I'm doing. And sometimes you just have to take advantage of that. And I'm not saying that in a negative way at all. I think it's just if that if the situation presents itself, go for it. Uh, and I think I've, that can be a struggle, though, because you know you meet a lot of people and say who just don't understand sort of what you're doing. Uh, and I think we've also again covered this on the reply where we had a whole feature story or two feature stories on you know moving back home. And I, I've lived on my own. I've lived at home. And I think it's just uh, it, it's being confident that. It, that you're doing what works for you and not not putting too much stock in, in these uh, in the the old social constructs you know mm -hmm. so you're talking yeah. about um i'm sorry carly one second no. uh, so you're talking about that a lot of baby boomers don't understand what you're yeah, talking and I think about or, or the uh, other millennials yeah, no, I have a lot of friends that are, again, my age who are in the same situation that I am and working full-time jobs or, you know, working for themselves or don't know what they want to do. I think it's a different time and a different age. You know, people are, I know some people uh, who are my age who, you know, just got out of school, just finished school, and now they're thinking, well, what do I do, you know? Um, yeah. We've, so I think that it's, 
Yeah. It's not getting too bogged down in thinking that you're the only person that this is happening to. You're never going to get out of the situation, <laughs> and you're, you know, it's it's those right. things. You think that time is working against you. We, are, I hear the term quarter life crisis. Why are we having crises at, at 25 years I old? I know, I know, I can't believe that. <laughs> and believe me, I've had those talks with you know, and I, I just, uh, I think that um, you just have to make sure that you're. As long as you're doing what you love and you're happy with it, then yeah. So you guys, so you're redefining. You're helping to redefine, uh, uh, you know, how how to live in this world and be and be you. Um, Yeah, I think it's easy to follow, you know, to fall into the path kind of of our parents because that's what we grew up with. That's what we know. And so, as we're graduating from school, there's kind of that timeline of milestones that we expect of ourselves initially you know you get a job you get married you buy a house you have your a kid you know those kind of typical status quo um, milestones but I think millennials are prioritizing things differently and um, I think what's important is that you are able to kind of really understand what's important to you and how you define success and what your key wants are and then not being afraid to follow a different path. I think especially, you know, just to bring up the housing market, for example, Chris and I live outside of Toronto. It's so hard right now for um, anyone to get into the housing market and and have a starter home. Starter homes don't really exist in this area. So Mm -hmm. a lot of millennials are renting and traveling. And, you know, I think there's a little bit more freedom that they're creating because of this and they're able to go on and do um, different things and figure it out as they go. And I think you have to kind of be okay with um, accepting that there isn't going to be a timeline for your life. You know, I I do know people who wanted to be married with kids by age 30, for example. I think that's kind of that typical age that you start to worry, am I on the right path? Am I doing what I wanted to be doing? But um, you know, age is just a number at the end of the day. And, and I think, um, we're doing things, those things a lot later in life and, and we're filling our, you know, twenties and early thirties with, um, some different experiences that maybe are a bit unusual compared to the generations before us. And that's okay. And it's wonderful. And, um, it's definitely something to be proud of, I think. Yeah, because it really is new ground. And I think that just if you're starting to have doubts about the path that you're on just you know go read the reply and know that there are other (laughs) other people who are thinking just like you you know that's my little plug (laughs) no i i I, uh no i think i think that that's smart is that you're 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 not alone and there are others and and everybody's figuring it out and i've actually heard that you know a lot of the jobs that the millennials will be having in the future have not even been created yet exactly and that, and that a lot of you know things are moving so fast now and and uh things have become so expensive that it's it's um um and and so different right so technologically um advanced and that we're actually, you know, creating ways that you don't need people working at things that they used to be working at. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And actually my business, when the field that I'm in, in social media marketing didn't exist when I first went to school, applied to university, yeah. you know, so the way that technology is evolving, I think it's so hard for millennials even to 
have a five-year career plan. Yeah. I, I, I know I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky if I can have a one-year career plan and, you know, then once I hit that mark, kind of reassess where I'm at. And, and I know business owners of the past might look down at that and say, you need to know, you know, where you want to be in five years. But I think it's more important to embrace the unexpected and really be prepared to um, change paths if, if, and go with the flow and, and, you know, see where things take you. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's actually the, the baby boomers are going, holy shit. <laughs> ha- we have to do that. We have to, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're having to all of a sudden be doing what you guys are already doing. Right. Because, because that's just how the world's changing. Right. And, um, but you're, you're actually helping to show the way in, in a lot of respects and, and it, it you know, it is, it can be, you know, the unknown and the uncertainty can be very anxious, anxious causing, yes. uh, anxiety causing, um, and can be, you know, also keep people um, from taking actions because they don't know. So I know a lot of millennials are, uh, have a lot of the perfectionist thing with them selves comparing themselves on social media mm-hmm. comparing them you know their expectations of like if I'm not in first place and I can't do it perfectly the first time then then I'm not meant to do it mm-hmm. um mentality um Absolutely. so uh, you know, so I, I see a lot of them struggling with, well, if I don't know how it's going to turn out and it's not going to be good enough, then why do I even start? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. You, I, I, think, I think you dropped that quickly being a writer, but the um, because every the first the first couple of years you're turning in stuff, your editor is tearing it all up. So <laughs> uh, but you know what? I think that the perfectionism, it, I think you have to learn really. And this goes back to you know, just what we were saying really early on in our conversation was you just have to learn, you have to really learn to go with the flow and, and accept that not everybody is going to like everything that you do and um, that it's all about finding your niche and finding out who you really want to work with and what you really want to do. And it's all part of the process. You couldn't have got to that part where you are now without going through all these little steps. And sometimes they're, you know, you don't quite jump over the hurdle. Sometimes you trip over it, but you make it to the other side. <laughs> For oh. sure. I think we have to, as millennials too, we just need to get comfortable with being vulnerable. And like you said, you know, I think there's a, something to be said about trying to aim for life unfiltered and showing that on social media as well. And not only showing those picture perfect kind of updates. And, you know, I think we should take some ownership on really being willing to share truths from our own situations. And again, this relates back to what we're trying to do with the reply. And we want to show that not everything is as you see. And we want to give that behind the scenes perspective and um, show really what every single little step was to get uh, to where we are today. And um, it helps millennials relate to one another. And I think that's so important. And they can understand that you know what, okay, I, I screwed this up, but that's okay, because so did this person, and they persevered, and they got to where they wanted to be, so I can do that too. Well, I think you guys are beautiful role models, you know, oh. it's just really, I, I so have appreciated this, this interview, and what you've shared, and, um, and, and shared your, your um, processes, and your thinking, um, so is there, 
you, what do you, what do you want our listeners to take away? Is there something like you, you just feel called intuitively that's popping in right now or, or, you know, the, along with the reply and your passions, um, what do you think they want to hear from you? I, I'm, I'm thinking about kind of relating back to that word success and how millennials have to remember that we all define success in our lives differently and you really have to figure out how you define success for yourself and you know that might not mean owning a house that might not mean defining your yearly success based on a a paycheck or a salary increase Um, there's a quote success is liking yourself liking what you do and liking how you do it Um, and I think that you know we all have to understand that that's going to mean something different for each of us Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I I think that you know go taking to take something away. Uh, I really feel like you you have to you have to believe that you you can really do. I know this is corny, but you have to believe that you can do it. Do these things to break it on your own and not put a lot of stock in people who you know are are doubting you. And I like I said, cheesy, but I think that the mindset is a big part of it. And and just checking in with yourself is okay to do that too. <laughs> Um, so Chris, that's a great point, both of you, but great points. But so Chris, what do you, and Carly, um, what do you use to help keep your mindset high? Oh boy. (laughs) Okay. Carly is, is always there when I need to text her to say, Oh, what am I doing wrong here? Yeah. Having some support systems, so somebody who is maybe in the same situation as you or maybe understands the kind of things that you're doing, um, I think just having uh, a good support system is, is key. That's really to, to keep you on the right path, for me at least. I completely agree. I think there's no better feeling as, as an entrepreneur or as a millennial being able to send you know a text message to someone else, like Chris, another entrepreneur that you know I, I work with and just letting them know how I'm feeling this week and hearing them say back, Oh my God, I've been there. I know exactly what you're going through because you know, we think that we're alone in in these issues all the time, even though it's easy for us to say, you know, you're not alone as you're going through this, but we still always think that our problems are unique to us. And I think as soon as you're willing to share them and and speak with someone who's going through something similar, um, you really can relate and understand that you know this too will pass and you'll get through it and um there's something great waiting for you still and just to add quickly to that um is that one of the things that millennials tend to do i think and we because we love being digital is that i don't think you get the same um the same feedback digitally that you do as if face-to-face carly and i are both part of different networking groups and some of the same groups and i think that that and meeting up in person and getting that 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 kind of engagement is a lot different than talking to somebody on on social media or uh, in email. So I think meeting up in person is also a good another good one to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And do you guys um, find um, do you have like read inspiring books or listen to audios or uh, yeah. music? You know, are there other for sure. I, I love reading. I, I read lots of fiction, but I love reading nonfiction too. I love following blogs of other writers and other entrepreneurs. Um, I just read the book 
rework, which if you're considering entrepreneurship or if you are um, going out on your own, definitely recommend that book. And podcasts, there's so many great podcasts like your show, Marilyn, you know, that help really give that behind the scenes look at how people are getting to where they are. And I think it's so important to hear those stories and, um, you know, learn from them and apply them to your own situation. Mm-hmm. Great, great. All right. So how do people find you? I, they can find me on Twitter at Charlottaway, C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-A-W-A-Y, because my real name is Charlotte, <laughs> um, or on Facebook or Instagram. And, and also the reply website is the-reply.com. And I put that on my Facebook already that I was going to interview you guys and put that put a link to your site on, on my Facebook Perfect. so anybody who's listening can go find it there and, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll promote other stuff. So Chris, how, oh, do people, yeah. how do people connect with you? And also what is your, Carly, your, your other uh, businesses web for words. You wanted to speak uh, a little briefly about that. So people that want, may want to employ you there. Sure. Uh, webofwords.ca. And I do blog there a lot about my own path as an entrepreneur as well. So um, I definitely would love if you want to come over and check out the blog, shoot me an email, send me any questions you have. I just love making connections and talking to other people and um, yeah, relating that way. So feel free to reach out. Okay, Chris. Yep. Yeah, and so I'm uh, all over the place, uh, Twitter, Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, and it's all at rcc.ink. Oh, sorry, just rccink, rcc inc. So radio-controlled, creative, I-N-K. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you can also visit me online. That's the website, too, is rcc.ink. And, uh, again, you can check out the blog. You can shoot me an email. Um, yeah, happy to talk. And if you want to contact us through the reply, you can, can also do that as well. Great. And you also have, uh, have writers part of you. You have other people coming in and writing for you, too, yes. right, for, for the reply. So- mm-hmm. Yes, so people can reach out to us if they're interested in contributing and and building their portfolio. Um, We are kind of on a bit of a hold for the summer with content, but we're going to be working on some new stuff and have some exciting stuff to launch shortly. So definitely subscribe, check out the Reply Squad. We have a Facebook group um, where you can connect with other like-minded millennials, and we're going to continue to build up that community, and and I think it's going to be something really valuable not think it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. absolutely you both are very valuable and uh, great motivation and inspiration and role models for other millennials uh, or even baby boomers um or you know for everybody so thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world and for sharing your stories and um, I look forward to speaking with you more down the road and um, having ha- maybe having you come back on um, and speaking to some other topics that are that you're passionate about. Absolutely. Thank you yeah, so much. Sure. We, you know, we are inspired by what you do, too. And a big thing, too, is I think that all generations, we all have something that, to learn from each other. And it's just so great to collaborate and share ideas and have these conversations. And um, so it, I've, I've so enjoyed this. So thank you, Marilyn. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you, Carly. Thank you, Chris. Thanks. And, and um, 
So if you feel hungry and curious for more inspiring interviews and transformational uh, podcasts like this one, you can go to iTunes under Millennials and Money Cafe and check those out. And you can also uh, visit me at MarilynO'Malley.com and sign up for a um, weekly newsletter on um, helping millennials um, transform their life and shine their lights and do what they're here to do in the world. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and um, er on everything uh, under Coach Marilyn. And I look forward to um, being with you again. And thank you again to my guests, Carly um, Ottaway and Chris Rogers of The Reply. Take care, everybody.